Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, oh my word, it has been a long time. But football's back, baby. That's right. American football, NFL, whatever you want to call it, hand egg to some people. Football is back. We're doing our pre-season show. This is the pre-season podcast where we give you all the lowdown of all the off-season, which and all the upcoming games. Before we get started, if you've got an NFL fan in your life and you think, hey, maybe they'd like this podcast, maybe they would. One way to find out would be to send it their way. Also, you can help the podcast by like, share, subscribe and comment and drop any reviews you want to drop. Well, I think we've waited long enough, so let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. Recording in progress. I wanted to get the music, but obviously copyright, they'd have been like kicking the door down before I could get that. The first, I wonder if, can I sing it? Is that allowed? Well, it, it's it's just, technically it's it's sports centre, isn't it? Have you seen the video? This is, a, this is a great start to a podcast that nobody knows what we're talking about. Have you seen the video of women playing the Monday Night Football theme tune. No. And, and the quote is, apparently if you play this music, your husband will come running. So there's just women playing like the the theme tune and just men just appear in the room looking at the TV like, what's, what's happening? It's, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, anybody who's not watching, because uh, the, there is a clue on screen, um, it's, it's time. It's time once again. Uh, we've opened the box. We've taken all the toys out. Um, weirdly, all of my toys are in transition. So uh, my toys are moving from one home to another home. Some have already made it to their new home. Others are in a pile on a shelf where I had to where I had to retrieve this from. Um, however, our toys in question are little football players that don't play with footballs, they play with hand eggs. That's right, it is season... Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it is season... I mean, it's probably season five, if we've got five series of... I'm going to say, maybe... I'll check and get back to you. I'd guess that five or six. Personally. Yeah, it, it's season so. question mark of the Laces Out podcast. Now that's probably the first, the first question. Somebody asked me the other day, uh, what, what all, all of the podcasts we had on on the books were, and I was going through them, and I got to the NFL one. I was like, oh, uh, the NFL podcast is starting again soon, and it's called. Laces out, I think. This is what happens when you've got an eight-month off-season. Um, so, first, first bit of business: Are we keeping the name? Do, do you know what? <coughs> I I like it. It's you know, it's a good mantra for life. 
when it comes to you know kicking a ball. You always get you always get you always gonna keep that ball laces out. It you know reminds us of a, of a great of a great film that just so happens to centre around the NFL as a plot line. I mean, what's not to like? My uh, my fancy team in the mini league is a football shaped cookie. Um, because oh, you know, it ticks two boxes in a lot, and, and, and that's what I'm all about ticking two boxes. Um, we're back. It's uh, just about a pre a pre season podcast. Uh, technically. The as as at time of recording, the season starts tomorrow, ish. It's that weird. It's that weird sort of thing, isn't it? Like obviously, because we're in the UK, by the time the game actually starts, it's technically Friday morning. But we're not going to split hairs, are we? Literally, anyone who stayed up to watch it still classes it as Thursday night. So yeah, it's still still night time if you haven't been to bed yet. Um, I am here. Andy Cook, and in very much uh, a co-host situation, Mr. Paul Williams is here. For anybody who can't see and hasn't worked out by the sound of uh, his delicious voice, um, I, I mean it's 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 all over pretty much every every podcast going on this network. So as I, as I as I've borrowed from other podcasts, Paul Williams is in the DNA of Cookie Coast. Um, I imagine if people if people aren't Familiar slash happy with my voice at this point. They're they're a bit they're a bit boned out. To be honest with you, um, there is due to be a, a guest scheduling um, when certain people can pull the fingers out. Um, so there will be a guest kind of situation going on, um, and that will be for weeks in the future. But uh, myself, Paul decided. It's pre-season, baby. We need to get together. We need to talk about the season ahead and try our absolute best to unpick what is, I mean, it has to be the single most bonkers off-season there has ever been. Just a smidge. (sighs) I mean, I I have made some customary notes that we'll go through, just a few of the movers and shakers, and my opening gambit was, in what could possibly be described as the most chaotic and outrageous off-season ever in the NFL, we begin our roundup with the biggest retirement in the history of the sport. Or do we? This is one of those things that, because I also did some research and then you showed me your research and I went, I'll just put mine over to that side, shall I? Because I literally was like, biggest off-season moves in the NFL. And it, and every website was like, the 10 off-season moves. I was like, 10? Really? Um, and one of the first things that popped up was what, what you're about to go through. And I'd kind of... One of those situations where I'd kind of forgotten about it until it was put in front of me and I went, oh, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that, aren't we? So, after you. So, I think we may have even briefly covered this 
this on the Super Bowl preview show or Super Bowl roundup show last season, yeah. which was obviously earlier this year. Yeah. But yes, indeed. Tom Brady, on the 1st of February, announced that he will be stepping away from the sport he has dominated since entering the league as the 199th pick of the 2000 draft. No less than 40 days, however... So, sorry, no less than 40 days later, however, he announced that he would indeed be rejoining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for another season. How long he will continue to play will be anyone's guess at this particular point. I did see that something came out today questioning that there may be some sort of a rift beginning between himself and his and his uh, and his good wife. Apparently, she's no longer in their Miami home or something. Or she's moved to somewhere different in Florida. I, I'm all, I'm getting this all secondhand from like bits that I've seen on Twitter. So. Don't take anything that I've, I've, I've said there to be like gospel or anything. This is just what I saw on Twitter. And it could turn out that it's just piss poor reporting and it's all bollocks. But. Is it right that he has got to serve out a suspension at the start of the season? Brady? I don't think so. I'm sure I saw something. No, he's, he's eligible to play against the, uh, the Cowboys week one. Interesting. Anyway, on a on a on a retirement theme, um, not from a playing perspective, but Sean Payton's sixteen-year association with the New Orleans Saints came to an end one year after franchise quarterback and surefire Hall of Famer Drew Brees did the same. His replacement in uh, in New Orleans comes from within, as defensive coordinator Dallas, uh, Dennis Allen will step up to take the main role. Um, I could have gone in and gone and, and discussed the different managerial or head coach, sorry, as we'd say, in the States. I could have gone in and, and discussed all the different moves in the um, head coach realm, but there was 10 in total, and I didn't think we had the time to go through it and cover all of the other bits and pieces that had happened in the uh, in the NFL this off-season. So I'll carry on. Um Aaron Rodgers' merry dance with the Green Bay Packers appears to have come to an end, with both sides agreeing to a new three-year contract. He will, however, go into the new season without his main weapon from the last for, for the last few years, as star wide receiver Devante Adams declined contract offers from the Pack to instead agree a trade to the Las Vegas Raiders, where he's going to be reunited with his old college teammate Derek Carr. Some might say a downgrade in quarterback quality, but an upgrade in warmth. I suppose you'd definitely rather live in Vegas than, than Green Bay, Wisconsin, considering it's absolutely freezing there at the time. But I don't want to be the guy that goes, but as a, as a football player, is Vegas really the place for you? That stadium is pretty cool. Stadium is cool, but, you know, Sin City it doesn't get its name for nothing. Um, a quick Google search informs me that uh, apparently Tom Brady and his lovely wife have not reconciled as of yet. So there is a split. Uh, 
initial reports suggest that it may even be something to do with his return to football. I think that's that's what I that, that was the gist of what I'd seen. I think the main reason that he'd retired in the first place was that he said he was going to spend more time with his wife and his kids. And obviously, him going back on that decision, I can't imagine it having gone down well. Um, I, I believe she was. Uh, She's, she's infamous for, for having said to reporters once, well, my husband can't throw and catch the ball. So I'm assuming she's never been entirely enamoured with the fact that he plays in the NFL to begin with. But domestic, don't get involved and all that jazz. We continue with wide receiver news. And the wide receiver moves did not stop there with the Devante Adams. With the most surprising move coming in the form of lightning-fast wide man Tyreek Hill swapping Kansas City for the sunny shores of South Beach and the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Again, it wasn't the only wide receiver move, but if we go through all the different wide receivers who change clubs, we're going to be here for days. Um... One notable one, one notable one that did go through actually that, that took place on the uh, on the uh, same day as the first day of the draft um, was that AJ Brown was moved from Tennessee to the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and that kind of caught a lot of people by surprise. Um, I believe that the Titans even went in and drafted themselves a new a new um, a new wide receiver in the first round to replace AJ Brown. But that name has escaped me at this particular time. So, Classic didn't do my research too well. So, I can only give you half a story. Going back to the person on the centre. Quarterback moves galore have taken place in the game's most prized position. Russell Wilson called time on his decade-long stay in Seattle to invoke a trade to the Denver Broncos, giving them the replacement for Peyton Manning they've so desperately needed since winning Super Bowl 50. Now, obviously, for those watching on YouTube, my colleague here just so happens to be wearing the cap of the said Seattle Seahawks. So let's go to him for some of that, uh, some of that tasty, tasty goss and see how he feels about the franchise man moving on. Last year's new. Again, I have, I have a feeling... I know you and I were talking about this at length at the back end of last season... Um, we had him pegged going uh, anywhere but Denver. We had him going to New York-based teams for a start. That was all. That was all based around his wife. Yeah. So uh, the way that it had been intimated in certain circles was that Ciara, I think, is his wife. I mm-hmm. think she's a, a musician. Yeah. Um, or an entrepreneur of sorts. I believe the idea was that she wanted to be in a high media market, I suppose is the best way you'd class it as, really. Yeah. Um, I suppose the trade-off of that is if you're in Denver, you are quite literally in the middle of the country. So it's probably, I wouldn't say easy to get to wherever you need to be from Denver, but if you're in the centre, you're pretty much equidistant from every place. So you can fly to LA, you can fly to New York, you can fly down to Texas. 
know, you can get to Chicago if you need to and stuff like that. I imagine it's a, a bit of a commuter belt and stuff like that. So I can't imagine it's the sort of place where it's difficult to get out of. Um, we have to we have to move on to controversial quarterback moves now, uh. and possibly the most controversial move of the off season took place when the Cleveland Browns agreed to give up three first round picks, one third round pick, and a fourth round pick to acquire Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans. Watson, who would later receive an eleven game ban from the league. We'll be looking for a clean start in Cleveland after missing the entirety of the 2021 season following ongoing legal issues. Honestly, this is one of those situations where, going back to the to the Broncos-Seahawks thing, the irony is not lost on me that the first game of the season for them is the Broncos versus the Seahawks. That is going to be just delicious. Um I could spend an entire podcast talking about this move. Um, very little of it would be overly positive. Uh, and, as far as podcasts are concerned, I can't imagine any of my opinions are probably right for this podcast. Um, it's, it's a head shaker for me, I'm afraid. It's just it's just a strange one, isn't it? I mean, I think the Cleveland Browns were kind of they were a bit of a joke. They were a bit of a laughing stock for a long a long time. Yep. Then obviously they drafted Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. got better. They got into the playoffs. They came within a whisker of actually beating the Chiefs and going to the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. They don't. It almost felt as if they'd sort of become. Not everyone's second team, but a team that a lot of neutrals used to sort of pull for and stuff like that. And unfortunately, this trade's kind of posted them in a bit of a like, pace, in a bit of a bad light, and not really the sort of it's 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 inviting negative publicity, really. Simple. It's as it's as simple as this. If you go back five years, maybe even four years. I'd have been first. Uh, I'd have been first in the queue to take the piss out of the Browns. They were an absolute joke of a team. Fast forward two years, I'd have been the first person to root for the Browns when they were doing free beer. Uh, if they won, I was like, "Good on them!" And then all of a sudden, something really weird happened, and they had a good team. They had a potential world beater, as you were saying. Went up, went toe to toe with the Chiefs of that year, and nearly won. That in itself is an achievement. We had a conversation a few years ago about the possibilities of the Browns potentially seeing a Super Bowl in the in the near future if they carried on on that trajectory. If they if they bolstered that team, if they if they carried on just building that team, they could have been destined for greatness. This move makes little sense. It feels like the team that people thought might have been intentionally trying to lose a, 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 a back. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, like, if you take all the off-field issues about it out of the equation, and from a purely football perspective, you can see why they've gone for the trade, because on his day, he's arguably, what, top five quarterbacks in the league? No one can deny the fact that he's a great player. But is the fact that you're only going to get him for six games this season, potentially if if these legal issues sort of come back and more comes out about them and something else happens in the future, is there a possibility that, like, you know... In, in two years' time, he might even be out of the league altogether. I mean, it's it's a very strange I, one, and the structure of his contract. Is I would so go insane. with highly likely that he's going to be out of the league within the next two years. The other, the, some of the other stuff. If you look at, do you pick up a player that's been sat on a bench for an entire season? And let's not forget, the NFL has the shortest season in any sport, so. It's not just a season, it's the best part of two years sat twiddling your thumbs. We all know that, you know, in, in, in sport and in a lot of, like, especially American sport, you're only as good as your last game. You know, ask any NFL kicker, you know, you're only as good as your last game. It, yeah, it, it's not true, like, like you say, like, me. Ring, ring, and obviously, like, ring rust is not a thing in sports that don't take place in a ring. But, but the, if, like, if the you're, principle if of you're it a player, like, or if you're in a sport where the whole the whole aim of the game is repetition, obviously, and especially like if you're a guy who. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever it is, like, you know. You're used to doing that several hundred times a day, a week, a fortnight, however long. And so I know you have your off-season start. But like you said, he didn't play the entirety of last season. He's not going to play for the majority of this season. He's eligible to come back in the week where they're due to play the Texans. I think it is ridiculous to even think that he'll play that game. Because if it's, if it's, on, if it's on the road in Houston, why do it? Why do it to him? He'll get booed out of the building. The negative publicity that will come with it, regardless, is just not worth it. And you don't want him... Well, maybe you do want him fired up. I, I don't know. It's a really strange one for me. And Like I said, I like him as a player. I think he's a great player. But the baggage that he comes with... It's just not worth it. It's just, no. it's just not worth, and it's, it's not. certainly not worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. No, it, it, it's, it's so baffling. It, it is, and listen, we, we could, we could stay talking about this for the rest of the podcast and stuff like that, but we'll move on to some sort of some other news. Uh, so Deshaun Watson's entrance into Cleveland obviously created an awkward situation for the Browns' incumbent starter in Baker Mayfield, who, despite some initial doubts finds himself in Carolina alongside fellow 2018 draftee Sam Darnold, and it puts the uh, the Panthers in an odd position that I saw, in that they now own the first and third overall picks from one draft class 
which is almost unheard of. Um, uh, Baker's actually slated to be the starter as well there, so obviously Sam Darnold's dalliance yeah. in Carolina's probably over. Yeah, obviously. Uh, probably means his, his career as an NFL starter is probably bit in the dust as well. Obviously, we're starting to see teams announce their starters of this. <laughs> Uh, you, you and I, and uh, and the football gentlemen have been having a little chuckle over some teams' choices for week one starters. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're starting to see who the teams are announcing. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with everything you said there about Sam Darnold. Um, quarter, quarterbacks' careers can be really weird. Uh, it's that situation like you, were, like you said there earlier you're only as good as your last game if you've not started your first three seasons well you're not generally going to be there for a fall anyway the carousel of starting quarterbacks in Indianapolis just keeps on spinning the somewhat disastrous acquisition of Carson Wentz did not play out as the Colts had hoped and they have been able to move the former Eagle onto the newly christened Washington Commanders Taking the role of starting quarterback for the coming season will be freshly acquired Atlanta Falcons veteran Matt Ryan, who swaps the Peach State for the Hoosier State. Uh, also, Matt won. Uh, 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 for me, it's got it's got all the hallmarks of the Matthew Stafford Lions elite quarterback moving to the Rams. Just that the Colts aren't as stacked in all the positions as the Rams were. So, so whilst Ryan makes them better, I don't think he makes them a complete team. No, no, I fully agree with that. I, I have I have very strange sort of feelings toward with with Matt Ryan in the sense that I used to draft Matt Ryan left, right and centre because whilst ever the Falcons didn't do well, he was an absolute beast when it came to points in a fantasy perspective. And I could never, I could never really work out how the two things went together. Like the team wasn't doing very well, but he'd get like monster points week in week out. This move to the Colts, like you said, it's not the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know if it makes either party any better. I think I think it does make the Colts better. He's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz was. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's uh, the, the the Falcons aren't going to be anywhere near the Super Bowl again in the next you know two or three years, or however long Matt Ryan got left in it. So at least the Colts can be competitive and should be in with a chance of making the postseason. So you can see it from both sides. Yeah. Um, so we'll just go on to a bit of a roundup of other not- notable moves that took place in the off season. Um, including Super Bowl winning edge rusher Von Miller leaving the uh, leaving the Rams to join up with the Buffalo Bills, um, Mitchell Trubisky swapping backup duty in Buffalo to become the new starter in Pittsburgh following the retirement of Big Ben Roethlisberger. Marquise Hollywood Brown has been traded from the Baltimore Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals. Jarvis Landry's gone from Cleveland to join the New Orleans Saints. He's back in the uh, the place where he went to college for. LSU. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's left the uh, left the Steelers and joined up with the Chiefs, so he'll be a new weapon for Patrick Mahomes to throw to now that he's lost Tyreek Hill. Julio 
Julio Jones has left, uh, left Tennessee after a disappointing season to join up with Tom Brady in the books. Um, Marcus Mariota has, um, has stepped into the void that was left by Matt Ryan going to the Colts and will be the new star in Atlanta, even if it's just one season. They did draft a new, what they think is going to be a new quarterback, but he only came in the third or fourth round in this year's draft. So whether he goes on to be um, a first choice who knows? Obviously, Brady was in the sixth round. Everyone knows that. Dak Prescott was taken in the fourth or something like that. So it can happen. You can get starters who aren't drafted in the first round. Uh, and finally, the biggest one I've got is Amari Cooper moving from the Brown, uh, moving to the Browns from the Cowboys. And then finally, where are where there is the draft? There is also players leaving the NFL. So notable retirements that uh, we've said goodbye to this year. Um, another flock of players, some of whom may get their five minutes of fame when they get a call to join the Hall of Fame later on in their career. The most likely one of that is obviously Ben Roethlisberger, two-time Super Bowl yeah. winner. You'd imagine he's probably going to end up there. Yeah. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick in the season in the in the NFL for a number of seasons. Was it sixteen never it, years? <laughs> never made it to the postseason. Crazy stuff. Crazy stats. Uh, so you've got Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Rob Gronkowski's decided he doesn't want to play football anymore. So obviously Brady retired, so Gronk did the same. And then Brady came back, so we're expecting what? If the books are in the postseason, maybe Gronk comes out of retirement. A 100%. <laughs> uh, running back Frank Gores finally held up the cleats. Uh, held up the cleats, sorry. He's, yeah. uh, I think, he's third overall in the rushing yards. Yeah. Um, we also said goodbye to Mitchell Swartz. Stefan Tuitt, Andrew Whitworth had just won a Super Bowl with the Rams, yep. Malcolm Jenkins and Alex Mack. A whole host of other names as well. Sadly, far too many to mention. That's your roundup, really. I mean that's that's I mean there was there was again, there was so much more that we could have gone into, you know, a lot of depth and covered, but we would have been here for hours and it'd have taken about eight different recording lengths to do to go through. So I'd say that's covered the majority of what's uh, what's occurred in the off season. So, that's kind of like part A for this, because we're going to have to take a little break. Uh, when we come back with part B, it's time to finally predict week one. Time, time, to, time to take off that Seahawks cap and on the predictions cap. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'll leave this hat on, but... Um, uh, yeah, so we'll come back and we'll, we'll do our first week's worth of predictions. Uh, we're going to try something We're gonna try something new this season, see how that goes, and everything in between. So don't go change that channel, we'll be right back. Recording in progress. Boom, and just like that they were back. Back, back, back. So, um, we've got... The first week's worth of predictions to go through. Just me and you going up against each other this week. Um, as I mentioned well, before... Well. Wait, what? I may have pulled a little string and got everyone's favourite guest from last week, from last season on. I mean, no one's ever seen her. If you were to ask certain people that we, we, we work with, they would query, does she even exist? 
I have met her. She is real. She, she like it, it might be even a case of if if I if I work on her, she might even make a guest appearance on the podcast towards the end of the season, if we're lucky. Uh, but yes, Amy Brinton has given us her picks for week one, so she will be she will take the slot of the guest this week. But before we get to the week one picks, we like to make a little season long prediction. So before a ball is kicked, or in more accurately in this one, carried slash thrown, we'd like to um, flash forward to February next year. Maybe have a little think about who we think might be in the big game. So, as usual, we'd like to make a couple of predictions before the season starts. So we're going to ask... I've got mine written in front of me, but I'm going to ask Andrew to give us his picks on who he thinks the Super Bowl will be, be, be contested between, the team that he thinks will win the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl MVP, and then just to round out the whole season-long predictions, who he thinks will win the regular season league MVP. So, Mr. Cook, if you want to give me your AFC Super Bowl participant Please. I have gone super boring slash predictable slash whatever you want to go with for all, not one, but all of my picks. My Super Bowl prediction is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off against Buffalo's finest. The Buffalo Bills. So, I like what you put in that, but, and that is almost what I put as my exact Super Bowl. So I have picked the Bills. I think they're it's comfortably. It I is. I think they're comfortably absolute, the best team on paper, at least. I think they're comfortably the best team in the NFL. It is absolutely their time. I think. We uh, we faced a situation last season where you could question that it should have gone a different way, that it should have ended a different way, and it should have been different teams facing off. Speaking of which, I definitely knew I'd missed something out on the news. Based on the game that was between the Bills and the Chiefs in the playoffs, yep. the, the overtime rules have changed. A rule changed change has season. come in. Because so, of that game. Whereas it used to be the first team that scores the touchdown in overtime, regardless of if the other team has had a possession of the ball or not, wins the game. That is now not the case, and I believe at least each team has to have at least one possession. Yep, each team has to touch the ball. And let's face it, that, that's probably the way it should have been for a while now. Anyway, going back to the Super Bowl predictions. So you've gone for the Bills versus the Bucks. I think the Bills will get there, and I think the Bills will win the, the AFC pretty comfortably. Yeah. NFC-wise, I don't want to pick the books because I'm still not convinced that Brady sees out the season. <clears throat> Obviously, he did retire, and then he went back on it, and now all this stuff's come out about his, his personal life. He's had time away from the team in the preseason where he's missed weeks. Obviously, he's he's going to be forty five this year. 
if he does if if it does get to the situation where he has to separate from his wife, there's going to be a scenario where there's going to be two households going on. He's going to want to spend time with his kids. I think he may if if at some point it's not to say that they will ever go through a bit of a slump, but if the books get into like a, a six and six hole or something like that, or find themselves in a position where they're potentially on the on the or in the mix for missing out on the playoffs. I don't know if his heart's going to be in it. So that's the only reason that's stopping me from picking the books, just because I'm not entirely convinced that we're going to get Brady for the full season. So in the in the place of the books, in what in all fairness is a pretty subpar NFC, I've just gone for the Rams to get back because... Of all the teams, I think they're probably the one that's kept the majority of its nucleus together. And Obviously, that, and that was hands down. That was the Buccaneers' like motto for last season. The Buccaneers like we have to keep this team together no matter what. And there was so many sacrifices left, right, and centre. It makes absolute sense that the Rams would do exactly the same. We've had a team. We push, we physically force that team across the line, keep it as is. So, yeah, I, I agree. If I'm, if I'm honest, I also agree with what you were saying. If you're looking outside of, you know, a, a couple of teams, it's going to be tough to pick. So, yeah. The... The only other one that I was potentially thinking was that I was I, I could have been I could have been maybe brought around to the idea of potentially having another, another little dabble on the Packers. Obviously, Bills Packers was my Super Bowl pick last season, and the Packers have got a huge Devante Adams shaped hole in their offense. That... <laughs> and I'll say it year in year out, Packers all season, baby. Put the Packers in the in the postseason. It's like bizarre, isn't it? Like what, what is I'm going on here? That just, that, that just seems to have an allergic sort of nature to the NFC Championship game. It's just crazy, and especially if, especially if they get anywhere in the postseason, and the San Francisco 49ers turn up, yeah. then they're absolutely screwed. Um, so, Bills Buccaneers as the Super Bowl. Who do you think will win? To take a to take a small step back, I. I, I was I was agreeing with all the stuff you were saying about the the books. Uh, mostly, obviously, it's the Tom Brady aspect of the books. However, it, it it's Tom Brady. This is a, this is a man who retired from the NFL, doing the sport that he's done for so long, and then still managed to find his way back. And there, are, you know, every commentator will use the "Don't put Tom Brady in this situation." Don't put Tom Brady in that situation. Don't put Tom Brady in a situation where everybody's counting him out. I think, I think we can, you know, even even I've come round to being able to say that he is, he is, you know, he is the goat. Unfortunately, um, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with the. If you've got stuff going on outside of the game, there is almost no way that's not going to affect you. But he's also got stuff going on inside the game, um, which might give you some idea 
of my Super Bowl MVP. I told you it's going to be boring. It's going to be vanilla. You could you could attempt to write down my season long MVP if you'd like, because his name's already been mentioned in this section. So, so you're going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win. Yep. You're going for Brady to be the MVP. Yep. And then for the regular season MVP, you're also going for Mr. Brady to be the regular season. No. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going for the old three Pete, are you? For Mr. Rogers? Absolutely. It's like it's like his participation trophy. It's like, yeah, you're apparently never gonna see <laughs> never gonna see a Super Bowl anytime soon. But thanks for coming. Uh so here you go. Here I have the League MVP award. I mean, it's a, bold, it's a bold statement to say he'll get it three years in a row, especially after he's lost his best receiver. Um, I have gone for the Bills to beat the Rams and for Josh Allen to be listed as the MVP. I think that's a pretty sensible and you know, And do you know something? In my Super Bowl pick, having it Bucks-Bills... I was absolutely thinking of going that route, going with a Bills win. A Bills win to kind of put potentially the last nail in Brady's coffin as, as a career. Because um, it might take something like that. Um, and if the Bills win, absolutely Josh Allen's going to be the guy that got them there. All of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, um, and then from a regular season MVP, um, obviously it's, it's never happened that the regular season MVP has then gone on to win the Super Bowl, I believe. So I have gone for a repeat of sorts, not Aaron Rodgers, but I've gone for Patrick Mahomes to get back on his perch and uh, reclaim the throne as the main guy in the NFL, you know, justify that half a, half a billion and, and, and from the Kansas City Chiefs. It's one of those things we should probably mention Patrick Mahomes and the and the Kansas City Chiefs because they've they've not really had a mention so far. And for me personally, the reason behind that is largely to do with they were looking a little sieve like last season. The the holes that and I mean they were they were looking bulletproof previously. And then last season, it was like, oh, what is going on here? Obviously, that was uh, evident in their, in their lack of Super Bowls. Um, I was... At the time, the, the, the half a billion was, was sorted... I was a little unsure at that point because obviously we're here but moving this way you need a lot of stuff to line up to make that half a billion still look like a good idea and as time goes on there's the possibility of it looking less and less like a good idea and more and more like a bad idea um, so that's 
probably something to keep an eye on. Um, Certainly is, my friend. So that's our season-long predictions. Obviously, in the coming weeks when we have guests on, now, I could ask, I could ask Miss Brinton what her thoughts on the uh, Super Bowl are going to be, but I believe she would say to me, I haven't got a clue. She'd probably pick the Baltimore Ravens just because that appears to be her favourite team. I nearly put Ravens on. that, she'd be a bit screwed. So, sadly... She doesn't. She doesn't make a season-long prediction as she would be less than lost. So we leave the season-long predictions behind and we move into week one of the NFL season. Now, as is customary, the previous season's Super Bowl champions have the honour and the distinction of opening the league, the coming league season. Now. That is the Los Angeles Rams. They opened the season at home and they could not have been given a tougher opening game than the one they're about to give, the one they're about to um, to take part in tomorrow night, Friday morning, whatever it was. So, opening game, we have the Buffalo Bills travelling to SoFi Stadium to take on the defending Super Bowl champion, L. A Rams and we have our first clean sweep of the predictions board all three of myself, Andy and Miss Brennan going for I suppose we'd class it as a shock road win for the Buffalo Bills would it be a shock? I, I don't think it would be a shock but it's very uh, not very often that the uh, defending champs will lose on opening night but We'll see what happens. It, 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 it's, it's one of those situations when both of us have predicted the Bills to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll see. Strange things about. We move on, and then we get to the Sunday games and the 6 o'clocks kick off. Uh, so we've got the Cleveland Browns travelling to Carolina to take on the Panthers, or the Baker Mayfield game, as this one will forever be known. Uh, Andy and Amy have both gone for the Cleveland Browns to win this one. Yeah, I don't think the Browns are going to be winning any games for quite some time this season. I reckon it'll take them a bit of time to gel. Lost a lot of players. Brought a couple of players in to replace them, but Jacoby Brissett under centre, not a massively great choice at quarterback a bit underwhelming I think the Panthers will have just enough to get the win in this one we'll see what happens next up we have the New Orleans Saints travelling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons surprise surprise we've all picked the Saints um, next up we've got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Chicago Bears myself and Andy have gone for the 49ers on this one Amy's picked the, the, the Bears to be the surprise package of the week and pull out the W there. Um, first game for the uh, big Ben Roethlisberger Luss Pittsburgh Steelers and they travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Clean tweet for the Bengals in the predictions from the uh, the cookie cast getting, uh, sorry not getting over, Laces Out podcast. 
Um, Philadelphia Eagles traveling to take on the Detroit Lions, and we've all picked the Eagles in that one. Next up, the new look Matt Ryan-led Indianapolis Colts traveling to take on the Houston Texans without Deshaun Watson, but that was the case last season, so no change there. Myself and Andy have picked the Colts to get the win in this one, whereas Amy has gone with the Texans to surprise. The Colts sometimes do open slow, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans do pull that one out, actually. Um, next up, we've got the New England Patriots taking on the Miami Dolphins. In what seems to be the customary season opener, I think they've opened against yeah. each other the last three years now. Yeah. So that's just basically that for now until the end of time. Those teams just take each other on. Um, we've all gone for a clean sweep again on this one. All of us have picked the Dolphins. Uh, Amy's favourite, the Baltimore Ravens, travelling to New York to take on the, as mentioned earlier today, Joe Flacco-led New York Jets. Any well, um, any if, any comment? All, all I'm going to say is if... There's, there's a saying in a, in a, in a, a well-known TV show... If you play with feathers, you get your ass tickled. And I believe that can very much be adapted to this. If you pick a shit quarterback, you deserve everything you get. So thanks for coming, New York Jets. You've made your bed until week four. Welcome to your own three-star, you big pile of wank. All the more Ravens across the board. We move to Jacksonville Jaguars. Travelling to Lander over Maryland to take on the newly christened Washington Commanders. We have one pick for the Commanders, and it is Mr. Cook. He has gone for the Commanders to open with a dub, just like the one on the side of their helmet at the start of the season, whereas myself and Amy have both got the Jaguars in this one. We move to the late slate of the games with the Giants taking on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Again, it's a clean sweep for the Titans on that one. The Kansas City Chiefs travelling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and we've all picked the Chiefs. In a repeat of the last game of the regular season last time out, we have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Los Angeles Chargers in what was an incredible game where if they'd have just tied, they'd have both made the postseason, but the Chargers just had to go for it, didn't they? And cost themselves the game... And the chance at the postseason. Will they make up for it with a win this time round? We all seem to think so, as we've all picked the Chargers to get the win. Then we have the Packers travelling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Andy and Amy have gone for the Packers on this one. Vikings at home, I think are pretty strong. So I'm going to go with the Vikings, even though Kirk Cousins is a dog shit. We move on. The Sunday night football sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady gallivanting away against the Dak Prescott-led Dallas Cowboys in Jarrowell. Andrew Cook backing his boy, Tom Brady to get the win, whereas myself and Amy think it's Cowboy Country, motherfucker, and they're going to get the win. I'm telling you, Jarrah. Jerry's not going to be happy unless he, his Cowboys get a win. Closing <laughs> out the week, it is the game that's on everyone's lips. Russell Wilson, traded after 10 long years at Seattle, moves to Denver. Where is he going to play his first game as a Denver Bronco? 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. At Lumenfield in Seattle, Washington, where he's played the last 10 years, so he'll be in perfectly familiar surroundings. This this has... This has... Is it, is it, is it, is it going to be one of those ones where he just throws a couple of pick sixes because he just forgets where he is? This has to have been like orchestrated, like to the to the nth degree. They had to be like, we've got to get it so that these two teams, because it was one of the biggest off season moves. It, it, it was like what? Um, unfortunately, you know, the hat is on. The, something that I didn't cover at the time. Um, something that some people know about me, some people don't know about me, is that um, I, I don't necessarily have a, 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 a one team, so to speak, um, but I've been a lifelong Broncos fan for many, 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 many years. Um, however, more recent times have seen me leaning in a Seahawks direction. Um, and again, I could probably talk about this for at length for an entire podcast. Um, there's not a lot about this that sits right with me for those reasons. Uh, I've seen videos of Russell Wilson running out onto the field in in the, in the orange, and it, it it's just weird. Um, one thing I will say from a Seahawks perspective. And it pains me to say it, but it, it does seem to be a team that's been in a bit of a steady decline. Um, you know, uh, gone are the days of the Legion of Boom, etc., uh, etc. Et they've had they've had players who have left, you know, physically left the game, um, and it just seems like it's a team that's just chipped away all of the good players. And I honestly don't know what what's left. You know, we, we we're all aware that DK Metcalf is uh, uh, at Seattle, but again, I have my own opinions on that one. Um, layers lay out the uh, lay out for us. What? How has the picks gone for this? I was going to say it was our final clean sweep of the week, and then I saw that Amy has a lot more faith, a lot more faith in the Seahawks than either of me or you. Um, I can only presume she's picked that on the proviso that Drew Locke doesn't even get to come into the stadium that day. They'd rather go with no backup than have to put him into the game. I saw something a few weeks back. Um some sort of, of Twitter exchange where somebody had, had insulted somebody uh, and the comeback as they were a Seahawks fan was, yeah, but, you know, at least we don't have to watch uh, Drew Locke suiting up week in, week out. Uh, it was like, you've got a point. Um, there you go. First week predicted. Now, this is where normally we'd close the book and ask if there's any other business. But. I have other business. You do indeed I have do other indeed. business. Now, weirdly, and, I, and this has been pointed out to me, and I am fully aware of what I'm about to enter into here. Um, we have just done our, our predictions for the week. So it would be a really weird thing to predict again. However, 
due to me listening to a multitude of different podcasts and stealing, hand, hands up, stealing an idea from a different podcast, massaging it in some way to make it just not quite the same, and bringing it to this here podcast, I, uh, I've decided to uh, test something. So, the theory goes like this. There, most weeks, there are 16 games. Some weeks there are 16 games. Once you start getting into those pesky bye weeks, it gets a bit different. Uh, but most weeks, there are 16 games. Myself and Paul, as unfortunately it would be kind of difficult to do a guest pick for this, myself and Paul are going to go up against each other for the entirety of the season. We each get four picks. The idea here is that you say I can 100% guarantee that this team is going to beat this team. That gets written down and that game is no longer eligible for picks. So if I say I think the Broncos are going to beat the Seahawks, Paul cannot say but I think the Seahawks are going to beat the Broncos. Ultimately, it, you end up with a situation where you could be saying, I think the books are going to beat whoever they're playing this week. Alternatively, you could go a different way and you could say, well, I think whoever's playing the Jaguars are going to win. So, we're going to give it a test. We're going to give it a test run right here and right now. Which means I need to find out what this week's games are. Um, seeing as it's all up in the air... And, you know, who knows how it's... Uh, of course it's going to restart. Who knows how it's going to go? It's only fair that my glamorous co-host should pick first. Any clarification of rules can and will be done. Where's my thing gone? So, Paul, if you had to pick one game... Yep. And then pick one team from that game. What are you going with? Week one, go. Okay, I I will take the Ravens to beat the Jets as my first banker. Swine. That's going to be mine. Okay. I will be taking, I've just seen it, and it was all the way up there. I will take the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that was, gonna, that was my other debatable one that I was looking at. Right. You get to pick again to make it fair. I will take the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. See how see how fun and not at all annoying this game is going to be. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, there we go. I will have a little dabble on the 
Tennessee Titans to take care of the New York football giants. And my next pick... I'm going to go for the Chargers to beat the Raiders. So you basically get to close it out now. I, will I mean, take, I've got a pick to finish off. but I will take the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. And your final pick? See, this is where it gets real tasty. Uh, if we're talking about... Uh, the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Houston Texans. I like it. I was convinced you were going for one of two games there, and it wasn't that one. I thought you were going to go for the 49ers to beat the Bears. So, I was absolutely going to go with that game. I was actually going to go with that game a lot sooner. And then I was like, we don't know what the 49ers are going to look like this season straight off the bat. So it's a terrible week to pick an untested team. Which is exactly why I'm going to go for the Saints to take care of business against the Falcons. As for me, the Falcons could be in with a shout as worst team in the NFL this season. So, to sum up, Andy's four banker teams, if you will, are the Eagles at the Lions, the Bengals at home to the Steelers, the Chiefs at the Cardinals, and the Colts at the Texans. That's four road teams that he's picked there. I've won for the Ravens at the Jets, the Titans at home to the Giants, the Chargers, at home to the Raiders, and the Saints at the Falcons. So, two home, two road. So, that, the way the scoring will work is it's literally a point system. So, for example, if Paul gets all four of his picks correct, he will end up with four points. If I get two of mine, I'll get two points. It's a rolling total. So, if next week I got all four of mine and Paul got one of his, then, as you can see, it will start to unfold in a very interesting way. The idea is that by the end of the season, no surprises, the person with the most points is the winner. And we might even have to have some kind of prize slash forfeit slash bragging rights probably I like it I like it this this is like on the on the around the NFL they have a thing called the lock competition this is a similar thing but they just pick one game each week which they give as their lock of the week mm. and that's what they uh, have been down as their sort of their banker pick and then obviously you pick 17 games during the regular season and then they move it on to the postseason but this is slightly different yeah it's like it's easy to pick one game. 
pick a four, mm. a quarter of the games. Yeah. Especially when you're getting down to that, that last pick. And it's week one. We don't actually know what any of these teams are going to look like. There's always there's always a surprise or two in league Absolutely. week one of the NFL season. But that has brought us nicely round to the end of the pre-season podcast. There we go. What is no doubt going to be something like 18 more weeks of this and then alone more weeks of postseason, and then a Super Bowl preview and then a Super Bowl review. There's going to be like, I don't know, 25 weeks worth of podcasts or something. It's back, baby. Football is back. In some ways, the best part of the year. Up for debate? Hit us up. Share this around your friends that love the NFL. Um, send us your predictions. If you want to go up against me, my glamorous co-host, week in, week out, we invite you to do it. We want to see those picks. We want to see what you think is going to happen each week. And, uh, yeah, everybody's welcome. So, bear that in mind. Thank you to you, sir, for helping me take these people through football of a different variety, from a different land. Until next week, when we'll actually have games in the bag. It's just for me to say thank you and, uh, and, and good night. So there you go, pre-season baby, by the time you get this week one will be underway, pretty much. Can you believe it's back? I for one, am struggling with that fact, but after a good few weeks I'm sure we'll be well in the swing of things. Before you go, like I said earlier, please consider sending this to anybody you might know who's an NFL fan, and uh, yeah, while you're here, Click like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews. And if you want to check out our website, it's cookiecast.com. You can get in touch with us through there. If you want to uh, go up against us with the predictions or just let us know how you're doing. That's it for this one, but many more to come. So I'll say bye for now and I'll see you then.